Hello and welcome back to Say It Again, the Soda 2 podcast, where we think back about the day we might say things again, and we get ready for tomorrow. Today is September the 30th, 2019. It is the last day of September. We will never get this day of September back again. There will never be another one like it. And today we are recording episode 17. When I got up this morning, it was cool and a little bit misty. And as the morning got started, things moved in the direction of muggy and humid. Here it is now, 3.51 in the afternoon, a partly sunny, partly cloudy afternoon sky at 86 degrees here in La Crosse, Wisconsin. The sumac trees have already started to turn yellow and red and lose their leaves. The birch trees are just tinged with a little bit of yellow. So often of the deciduous trees that live here in in Wisconsin, it is the birch trees that turn yellow and signal the beginning of leaf season in the autumn. The golden and red maples, the oak trees, the apple trees are all yet to come. Some beautiful fall weather and probably our last really warm afternoon. So I hope you're out enjoying it. Here's a poem for today called I'm Sorry That My Poem's Late by Ted Show. I'm sorry that my poem's late. I didn't quite anticipate that when I went to write it down I couldn't find a single noun. Then, even worse than I had feared, I found my verbs had disappeared, a writing nightmare coming true. My adjectives were missing, too. I scoured the house for metaphors and similes behind the doors. By now, I'm sure that you have guessed that they were missing, like all the rest. And it was just a waste of time to look for rhythms or for rhyme. I couldn't even find a feeling, though I searched from floor to ceiling. I didn't try to understand, but gripped my pencil in my hand, then set aside my fear and rage, and pulled the pencil down the page. To my surprise, the words flew out, began to dance and scream and shout. Though I was mad, I had to smile. Those silly words were hiding in my pencil all the while. Well, one day in, and it's already been a busy week at Soda 2. In social studies class today, students visited the library here at Lincoln Soda 2 Cooley Montessori Middle School with Mrs. Schmuck. In particular, they had some quiet work time to finish up submitting they're orange labs, and if you heard the podcast on Friday, you'll understand the problem with maps and oranges. Students are wrapping up that process of drawing the globe on an orange and 
the challenge of trying to flatten it out. The flatter it gets, the more disjointed or broken, hence the challenge or the lie at the heart of all maps. Tomorrow, I'm told that students will have a chance to peer into the history of cartography. Uh, cartographers, of course, are map makers. And in that history, there have been a variety of different solutions for how to overcome the difference between the three-dimensional globe and the two-dimensional, the flat map page. There have, of course, also been all sorts of cultural and social and political conflicts which have affected the way in which maps are drawn. So tomorrow in social studies, history of cartography, the other piece that students got in the library today was a tour of an app on their iPads, an application called Macinvia. Macinvia is available to all of our students in the school district. You can download it from self-service and it gives you access to audiobooks that you can borrow and enjoy. And it gives you access to e-books and e-publications that you can download and read. It is very similar uh, in some ways to the app that the public library, uh, the Winding Rivers library system here in La Crosse and in southwestern Wisconsin makes use of. That app, of course, is called Libby, and you cannot get it on your school district iPad, but you certainly can get it on your own tablet or your own cell phone, and so we recommend that to students as well as a way to access those electronic books and those audio books. Lots of people like to listen. It's the end of the first progress mark period this week. That means we are already, as of about Wednesday, one-eighth of the way through the year. Only seven-eighths of the school year left. Can you believe it? And as such, we are putting a lot of emphasis the first few days of this week on students completing their assignments. Yes, if you haven't checked Skyward, if you haven't checked your to-do list in Google Classroom, stop what you're doing right now and go and see. Do you have a missing assignment that needs your attention? Best to get it done by Wednesday so that we can finish up grading by Friday and grades will be available for the first progress mark period by the beginning of next week. We're two weeks out from our first parent-teacher conferences of the year. Those are coming up on Monday, October the 14th. And students and parents will have an opportunity to come in that day and look at how the year is going, look at the projects yet to come. We're excited to have those conversations. So again, please make sure that you're wrapping up any assignments that are outstanding so that you can have an outstanding parent-teacher conference coming up. In science class today, students had the opportunity to begin computer programming. 
even though I think most of them didn't know that they were computer programming until they had gotten into the project. Some of them even discovered it as a surprise at the end of block one or block two. We had students working in the application called Keynote. Keynote is somewhat similar to Google Slides or to Microsoft PowerPoint, but it has some features that don't appear in the other programs that are designed for giving slideshows. Keynote is especially interesting to us right now in our computer science unit because of its ability to link different pages in the slideshow with buttons and objects and shapes. And so students had a chance to see a very brief demonstration, less than five minutes at the beginning of class. And most of our block one or block two class period was spent experimenting and innovating. And their in-class assignment was to create a story or a lesson or a choose your own adventure or even a game. We had people go in all of those different directions, but the design for all of them was pretty similar. Start with a home screen that has at least four objects or shapes on it, and the program treats each of those shapes as an individual object that when you click on or point to that shape, it will activate a link and move you to a different page in the slideshow or students today heard me call it a keynote deck, like a deck of cards, right? You can press a button on one card and magically have the linked card appear for you in front of you on the screen. This is very powerful, especially when you can create a button to get back to the home screen because it enables you to set up an environment or a series of decisions and conclusions uh, to take your user through. The user is, of course, the person who's experiencing the slideshow, and in this case, we're designing interactive experiences where a user would have to choose an experience. So one of the groups of students worked on a homepage that asked simply, do you want the chicken? to cross the road, question mark. There was a yes button and a no button, and based on which button you chose, an animation would occur and an outcome of the story would be presented. And there would be the opportunity to return home and try a different path, or depending on which path you've picked, perhaps a chance to go on to the second level. All of this lives very much in the realm of storytelling, of game design and game play, and in computer science terms, we call it user interface design. This is, of course, day one of the process that we've entered into to get students ready to actually design working apps. So on October the 10th at 9 a.m., we will have a group of community partners joining us to present their app ideas and by then the students will have had a week and a half of practice 
with some user interface design tools and concepts, and they'll be ready to hear those app ideas, those app pitches, and choose a project that they would like to help bring to life. So a busy day in science, full of experimentation and innovation. Remember that key vocabulary word where we try to make the new, better, best. We try to improve upon an invention or technology that already exists. And we are getting ready to put that innovation to work, creating apps for iPhones, well, actually for any cellular device that supports apps, or tablet. Those apps hopefully will support community partners in improving people's quality of life. I do want to give a shout out to students who made the aliens bounce, the flaming unicorn gallop across the screen, and the students who created the animated chicken. We will be covering the animation features in Keynote tomorrow, and those are a fantastic addition to the linked button features, but a lot of times in my classroom, I find that it's best not to slow students down. In fact, I need to get out of the way and let them do their own meaningful learning through experimentation. And Keynote is a very intuitive application. Students discovered a wide variety of remarkable treasures today. During IMPA, innovators, makers, performers, and artists Students, of course, continued on preparing our, preparing our production of Young Sherlock. That will be coming up the second, excuse me, the third week in November. Uh, we'll be taking that out to the elementary schools to perform. But I am happy to announce, based on a poll of cast members, 100% uh, of actors insisted I demanded that we offer an evening performance for families and community members. And so we are scheduling that for November the 8th at 6 p.m. Our middle schoolers are so good at advocating for themselves by telling the adults in their lives exactly what they're doing wrong and how it needs to be different right away. And so I am grateful to my students for that feedback. Thank you for advocating for yourselves. We will have that performance on November the 8th. That's a Friday evening. That's all I have for this afternoon. Thanks so much for listening. And remember to ask lots of questions. Get a good night's sleep, and we'll see you tomorrow. Today's podcast has been made possible in part through the generous support of the Driftless Dill Pickle Farmers Association. Have you celebrated your dill pickle farmer today? You can always tell a great dill pickle farmer because they'll be outstanding in their fields. <laughs>